This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The best daily deal in Chicago, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The owners of the Cubs and billionaire investor Ken Griffin have joined forces in an effort to buy the landmark English soccer club Chelsea. So let's discuss that potential deal with Danny Ecker, a reporter with Crane Chicago Business. Danny, what would this mean for Chelsea? What would it mean for the Cubs? Well, it would just mean that uh, the owners of the Cubs would be extending their reach in, in pro sports. Um, as you mentioned, I mean, this is... Uh, a bid, one of several bids, it appears, um, to buy Chelsea, which, as many people have read uh, in recent weeks, is being sold by uh, its its owner, Roman Abramovich, who uh, was sanctioned by the United Kingdom and is now effectively being forced to sell the team. Uh, and that is uh, a great time to be a buyer. Uh, so you've got a lot of different bidders that have emerged, including uh, the Ricketts family that has is, is, uh, Team with Ken Griffin, uh, one of the wealthiest Chicagoans, wealthiest Americans, uh, uh, owner of Citadel. And, uh, you know, this, this is something that we've seen the Ricketts family uh, try to do, especially in soccer at, at other points. Uh, if you may recall, a few years ago, they were working with uh, developer Sterling Bay and trying to get a, a, a soccer stadium at Lincoln Yards on the north side that the Ricketts team or the Ricketts would own. So we've seen uh, this, this, the Cubs owners, you know, look to other teams and, and I think they've seen it, uh, how, how lucrative owning these teams can be. And so this would be uh, just, a, again, expanding their reach. Since uh, 2009, the Ricketts family seems to have uh, followed the Red Sox blueprint almost to the letter when it comes to rehabbing their iconic stadium, rebuilding the team from the ground up and making it, a, uh, uh, at least for a while, a perennial contender. And uh, just like the Red Sox ownership group, they are reaching across the pond and getting into sports ownership there. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, there's been a significant growth in the value of the English Premier League, um, you know, in terms of the, the, the broadcasting rights revenue uh, that's generated by that league. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's around $13 billion over three years. That's the deal they've got now. And that's something that really is, is, is drawn so much interest and driven up the values of U.S. pro sports franchises. So, you know, I think you have owners of these teams that, recognize the value that is is coming that can come to these franchises through broadcasting rights uh and uh, that's something that just whether or not they uh want to own a sports team for any other reason they see a lot of uh, uh value that can can grow and uh, it's a, it can be a smart investment and just only a few handful that 
that can afford to to buy these teams, of course. And of course, the dirty dirty little secret of uh, soccer fandom is that if you get up to watch uh, Premier League games live as they happen in Great Britain, uh, it's an excuse to start drinking beer at about six o'clock on a Saturday morning. And uh, does this mean that there will be uh, more business for the bars around Wrigley Field as people check out the other Ricketts family property? I'm not sure the the ownership of the team is going to you know get people to who, who just because they're a Cubs fan going to say they're going to want to watch uh, Premier League soccer. I think people who want to watch it will want to watch it, and you know certainly there have been no more new U.S. Uh, based fans of Premier League soccer. But you know we have seen uh, different ways that the Ricketts family and look they remember they own a uh, part own a, a a big TV channel here with Marquee Sports Network, so. They're looking for content and things they can show there. And, you know, maybe there's a way to uh, to, to uh, have some symbiosis there between another team and, and that channel. Again, the owners of the Cubs, the Ricketts, and uh, billionaire investor Ken Griffin now putting their hat in the ring to purchase the English soccer club Chelsea. Thanks so much for joining us, Danny Ecker, reporter with Crane Chicago Business. Up next, shares of Kohl's jump amid talks of a potential sale. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. There are multiple reports the Canadian department store chain Hudson Bay plus a private equity firm are considering bids for retailer Kohl's based in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, just outside of Milwaukee. Let's discuss the potential deal with Jan Rogers Niffin, the CEO of J. Rogers Niffin Worldwide based in New York. Jan, thanks for joining us. All of these suitors that are lining up at Kohl's headquarters in southeast Wisconsin, what do they want? Are they interested in the name, the website, the business, or the real estate profile? Well, it's kind of all of the above. If you look at Richard Baker, the chairman of HBC, the company that's uh, been rumored to have the bid out there, um, he's been very aggressive on recognizing value out of real estate at the Saks locations that they own. And he's been very aggressive on recognizing the value of the online business in the spinoff that he was doing with Saks on their online businesses. Kohl's has both of those. It has real estate, it has online, and it has a real footprint of 1,100 department stores and is a growing business. They're talking about opening 100 more. So you can certainly see why he would be interested. It sort of fits the whole profile. It's the kind of business he runs. It's got real estate value to harvest, and it's got a big online business that you could probably harvest as well. So the question we get to is, Will 69 or $70 really do it when the thing's trading at 58 already? We know that 64 or 65 didn't get it done. So would he have to really go to the maybe $90 range that we know that McCollum Capital and Engine Capital would like to see come out of this business, the two big investors that are activist investors that are involved in the company? Maybe. So that's the real question is not with this company be interested in buying coals they would be the question is what would they be willing to pay and the rumors out there now are high 60s well and i'm wondering if that can possibly be enough we know that other suitors have put out bids jan as you mentioned we know that uh acacia research uh, put it out i think it's 64 dollars a share cole said that was far too low so yeah you're talking about 69 maybe 70 dollars a share is that a fair assessment of coals a struggling retailer well, you have to remember when uh, McCollum took their position, I believe they said they thought the company should be worth $100 a share, and they thought they just weren't running it as well as it should be run to have that number come up, and that they weren't using their financial engineering to create more value 
out of the real estate and the online businesses they have. So somewhere in there, there must be a deal to be had between 65 and $100. Now we're just talking about the price. And my guess is it's got to go well over the $70 range if these guys are really going to get it done. Are the companies just going to say, we look at it with suitors, we use Goldman Sachs, we used, uh, let's see, somebody else was involved in helping them value it, and they, they would have come through and said, well, we think it's worth more as we run it, unless you guys are willing to put more on the table, and they put a poison pill in place, so you can't just force them to sell it. You've got to give them enough money to sell it. And, they're, and, and they're, I bet if this thing goes, it's well over 70 bucks. And they're not going to accept Kohl's cash, one would assume. Jan <laughs> Rogers-Niffen, the CEO of <laughs> J. Rogers-Niffen Worldwide, based in New York. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Still ahead in Personal Finance Wednesday, there's a perfect time for a money management spring cleaning. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon, I'm Rob Hart. And I'm Rachel Pearson. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. President Biden pledges more help to Ukraine. A special report coming up from CBS News. In Personal Finance Wednesday, it's the time of year to perform a thorough spring cleaning of your finances. Also on the finance front, important things to look for when signing up for a travel credit card. The markets are higher today. The Dow up 256 points, NASDAQ up 251, and the S&P 500 up 48 points. AccuWeather forecast for today is a beaut. Times of clouds and sunshine becoming breezy and much warmer. A high today approaching 70. Going down to 50 tonight. Patchy clouds early on, then increasing clouds later on. We have 60 degrees right now in Chicago at 1231. CBS News special report. Hours after Ukraine's president pleaded with Congress for help for his nation, President Biden has just addressed the United States to share what his administration is doing to help that war-torn country. This new package on its own is going to provide unprecedented assistance to Ukraine. It includes 800 anti-aircraft systems to make sure the Ukrainian military can continue to can continue to stop the planes and helicopters that have been attacking their people. The new package he just signed means Ukraine will get even more money from the U.S. That brings the total of new U.S. security assistance to Ukraine to $1 billion just this week. White House correspondent Nancy Cordes. The things that Zelensky pleaded with Congress and the nation to give him this morning, those he is not going to get. As of right now, the U.S. still hasn't signed off on providing him with more jets, and it hasn't signed off on imposing a no-fly zone over Ukraine. CBS News Special Report. I'm Matt Piper. It's 1232. Markets are in the plus territory this afternoon. We're joined by Jeff Kilberg, Chief Investment Officer of Sanctuary Wealth here in Chicago. Jeff, all eyes on the Fed today as they're expected to announce a 20 for a quarter percent interest hike. I'm curious, looking forward, is this something that we can expect to see more frequently and maybe larger hikes, too, and what that means for Wall Street? Well, Rachel, you're absolutely right. No doubt about it. All eyes, all investor attention is on the Federal Reserve on a very telegraphed 25 basis point rate hike. And this is to combat inflation. By design, they wanted to see inflation. It doesn't feel very good here in Chicago. We're paying a lot more for gas, paying a lot more for food. So the interest rate 
approach that they're going to take is most likely to have consecutive, maybe three or four interest rate hikes of 25 basis points. But I do believe as the economy has had a hard time really reopening, obviously in the wake of COVID-19 back in March of 2020, the shutdown. Then we had Omicron. We also had Delta variant in there. So we've had these different variants, which have really troubled the inflationary outlook. Inflationary measures and data right now is red hot. I do think that abates as we switch as an economy from consumer goods, right, Rachel? We think about our thumb and how sore it is from buying things on Amazon. But as we switch from goods to services, I think that allows inflation to come down. But we also have the Ukraine war, which is really troubling to a lot of investors. So we have the second day of gains right now. The Dow Jones was up about 500 points. Now, like you said, it's up about 200, 250 points. But we will wait to see what Federal Reserve Chairman Powell says. But it's more about the Ford guidance. It's the past. And I believe that they're going to err on the side of being more prudent, more dovish than initially talked about previous and before the Ukraine invasion. Well, and again, that sort of conservative approach is a, is a balancing act. It's tamping down spending to get prices under control without tipping the economy into a recession. And, and you sort of mentioned the optimism that we're seeing on the markets. And I think that that's sort of tied to talks of ceasefire that we're seeing between Russia and Ukraine. Is that playing a role? It's absolutely correlated. That's the short term. But longer term, we look at some of the sectors that are hurting right now. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, longer term year to date. What have we seen? You know, we've seen uh, technology really have a hard time due to the rising interest rates. The 10 year notes at 2.17%. That's as high as it's been in a couple of years. But I think as we all kind of come back from the war conversation, the Federal Reserve conversation, things start to really come back in line. But if you look at today, financials are coming back alive because of the shape of of the curve. When you talk about interest rates, that may cool housing a little bit as things are getting a little more expensive. So I think the Federal Reserve has to really thread the needle. I know Tom Brady just came back out of retirement, so maybe they can throw a pass like Tom Brady, or maybe we could find a quarterback here in Chicago, and I'd use that name <laughs> moving forward. But nonetheless, I think the Fed is really at a fork in the road. They have to be careful that they don't tip us in the recession by being too hawkish trying to combat inflation, because the economy, there's still a lot of uncertainty there, even though we've had decent earnings and decent growth. Jeff, uh, very quickly, uh, are we seeing some indications, though, that uh, high prices are already curing high prices, uh, retail sales backing off? Uh, There's some signs that people are already uh, changing their driving habits in response to higher gasoline prices, and that might uh, bring down inflation just a tick? And that's right, Rob, and we are seeing high prices take care of high prices, and more just a consumer shift. You know, look at some of the stocks that we follow a lot, some of the, the uh, you know, the stocks like Peloton or Zoom even. You've seen the, the wind come out of that sale, and we're going back into more blue-chip tangible names. Look at Boeing. Look at Delta Airlines. People are getting back out there, so I think you're going to see that shift from growth to value moving forward, Rob. Thanks for joining us, Jeff Kilberg, Chief Investment Officer, Sanctuary Wealth, based in Chicago. Coming up next in Personal Finance Wednesday, you don't need a broom, but this is the perfect time for a financial spring cleaning. Discussing the news affecting your money, the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. With this fantastic weather, it's a reminder that it's time for spring cleaning, and that should include money matters. Let's get some help from Mark Horner, a wealth advisor at Fairhaven Wealth Management based in West Suburban Wheaton. Mark, what's the financial equivalent of dusting cobwebs and downsizing our wardrobe? It's, there's a long list if you want if you really if you really want to dig into it, Rachel. So uh, you could start anywhere, but a but a uh, but a great place to start is if you have, don't have a financial plan that's guiding how you're making some of your financial decisions. Now is a great time to to put one together. But a, but a few specific action items might be looking at your investment portfolio, make sure it's got the right mix 
of stocks and bonds that lines up with your your individual goals. Maybe looking at the credit card statement or the bank statement. Maybe there are expenses that are coming out that you've kind of forgot about that, that might be on auto deduct that you might be able to get rid of to trim to trim some of your spending. If you're if you're a family that that maybe welcomed one of those COVID babies into the uh, into the household. Uh, looking at life insurance, uh, term life insurance, especially when a when a uh, when a child arrives in the household, is a is a terrific way uh, to protect your protect your family. And then cybersecurity, uh, that's uh, that there's just real risk out there. And so maybe considering freezing your credit reports, uh, reminding yourself that the IRS does not make unsolicited phone calls. So be wary of any unsolicited phone call asking for uh asking for money even even if i mean the bad guys play on our heartstrings and so talking about covid scams or ukrainian uh, relief scams uh be be very wary of uh, of any sort of unsolicited phone call so so the list goes on and on but but those are some decent places to start well, and you mentioned looking through some bank statements, and maybe it's just me, but when I go and look, go back and look through it, I was a little shocked to see some of the subscriptions that I either forgot I had or they got hiked up in price and I didn't even notice. Is this also a good time to maybe reevaluate those online subscriptions or consolidate them? That's a great idea, Rachel, and don't feel bad. You are not alone in that list that, that we forget about the things that we click on or 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 are or set up for auto subscription and uh, and auto insurance. When you're talking about some some escalations that you that you're not that you were not aware of, it's a great idea to periodically re- you know once a year is is I think enough, but to review your auto insurance coverage. So have, have there been price increases that have that have crept into the into the policy? Do, do you should you think about maybe a competitive review uh, to make sure that. But you're, the price that you're paying is correct, and the and the coverage matches your matches your needs. So a- absolutely, those are excellent ideas. Mark Horner, the uh, wealth advisor, Fairhaven Wealth Management, based in Wheaton. The website fairhavenwealth.com. Yeah, great idea to go through those uh, those uh, streaming service subscriptions because you may still be paying to watch the hippest streaming series of 2017, and uh, that was five years ago. Join us this time tomorrow for Technology Thursday, and still to come, making sure you choose the best credit card for travel. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. There are some specific things to look for when deciding what travel card is best for you. Let's get some help from Ted Rossman, industry analyst with CreditCards.com, based in New York. Ted, thanks for joining us today. When it comes to the travel credit card, it seems like there are two kind of silos of services that are offered for you. Uh, One is the traveling companion, one that can help you out if you're traveling abroad or find yourself uh, having to reaccommodate rather quickly. And then there's the other one that allows you to travel like a road warrior, even if you're not racking up frequent flyer miles uh, by on a weekly basis. So, you know, kind of break down which is which. Yeah, sometimes they can even be combined. The Chase Sapphire Reserve has a really interesting mix of perks, ranging from the premium, things like airport lounge access, to things that are more useful if something goes wrong, like trip cancellation and interruption insurance, Money if you are delayed for a long time or your luggage is lost, even primary rental car insurance so that you don't have to pay extra or go through your personal insurance company. So they have some of the best travel perks across the board. 
And then uh, if you're traveling abroad um, an awful an, 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 on a rather regular basis, uh, no, tran- no foreign transaction fees should probably be at the top of your list. Yep, and those cards have become increasingly common in recent years. A little bit ironic as international travel has been curtailed by the pandemic, but now that it's hopefully coming back, yeah, get a no foreign transaction fee card. That can save you probably about 3% on everything you buy. Also, a growing number of travel cards offer free global entry or TSA pre-check memberships. So that's a good way to speed through security and customs. As someone who has an international trip coming up in about a week, I know that one thing my husband and I were looking into is travel insurance. And I think that as we're still in a world of COVID-19 and knowing like we have to test negative the day we fly out and if there's a chance that we contract it, well, are we out thousands of dollars? And I think insurance coverage might be something that people are really looking to, at least uh, in the near future. Travel insurance may make sense, especially for more expensive trips, international trips, cruises. Those are some of the sweet spots there. I would note that a lot of airlines have relaxed their change fee policies. So in a way, that's almost like a form of travel insurance, if you will, that you may not have to pay extra for. Um, The rules vary, though. A lot of times, if you're the one who cancels, you get a credit for a future flight, not actual money back. You kind of need to look into the fine print of your accommodations because sometimes they're not as generous as the airlines. Um, So it depends. But I think especially the more expensive and complicated the trip, the more likely it is that you'd benefit from a travel insurance policy. Thank you so much, Ted Rossman, industry analyst at CreditCards.com based in New York. You'll find past programs and later today a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com and on the Odyssey app. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.